Hi, and welcome to Episode 7 of Rico's Cafe, Deep Tech and Down Tempo Beats, brought to you by me, DJ Inc. We're kicking off 2018 with a bang, and it's only fitting for the 007 episode to feature a friend and a man of mystique from across the pond. I am proud to welcome London-based DJ and producer Paul Louth to the show. Paul is a true talent and gem of the underground scene in London. For nearly two decades, Louthy, as some call him, has played in most every top venue in London, including multiple fabric appearances, as well as The Egg, Ministry of Sound, Pacha, and he held a coveted residency at the Cross. His prologue nights ran over a decade and featured top jocks from around the house and techno world. He's been featured on Digweed's Transition Show on KISS FM, as well as played pre-parties for John's Bedrock Nights. Paul's played clubs in Berlin, around Europe, as well as New York and Miami. Louthy also hosted shows on the legendary Groove Tech Radio, as well as Proton Radio, where we host our Tempo Show. It's all quite a dizzying CV for such a young talent. My relationship with Paul is one of the rare cases where the internet and social media world works in wonderful ways. You see, I've actually never met Paul in real life, yet we've been online pals for many years. I think I first remember meeting Paul through online forums in the early 2000s, before social media as we know it today was really a thing. Paul ran a forum called 4-4, which was sort of a tech house and techno Isle of Misfits spinoff of the Global Underground forums. We also had mutual acquaintances on the legendary Skanctuary forum. I've been a fan of Paul's mixes and productions for years, so I was really pumped when he agreed to submit a mix for the show. So, let's get Paul on the line to see what he's got for us. Louthy, Happy New Year, how are you? Hi Ryan, all good here. Hope you had a good Christmas and Happy New Year to you too. Welcome to the Rico's Cafe podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, and I would say it's great to finally meet you, but I suppose it's great to speak to you virtually. Virtual still counts. What have you been up to? Any good times or travels over the holidays? I've uh, mostly been back and forth between London and my home in the Shire. Uh, Christmas was mostly family time, which is always good. Um, I brought my six-year-old nephew a guitar for Christmas, and uh, I was uh, so happy that he didn't just ignore it and play with his other toys. He was strumming away like uh, a six-year-old Jimi Hendrix. That's great. The gift of music is always a wonderful one, and who knows, if he can't be a rock star, perhaps uh, what the world needs is another DJ. Speaking of DJing, I know when I asked you to do a mix for the show, you mentioned having some time to sort some records for it. Do you still primarily play vinyl only? Pretty much. Not out of a purist reason. It's more it's more practical than that. Uh, I have the worst memory for names, and uh, I have over 10,000 records. Having them as files on a USB or written on CDs would kill me. One thing I do have is a good visual memory, so I can look at uh, a record and think, oh, that's the green one, and just know what it is and roughly where it'll fit into a mix. Sometimes at gigs, people will come up to me and ask the name of the track uh, I'm playing, and, and I have to reply, no idea. Uh, they probably think I'm being a total dick but uh, I genuinely don't know I don't need to know what it is because I already own it (laughs) that's funny and I can totally relate I uh, have had that happen a couple of times myself I know you're an avid collector of outboard gear how did you really get into that and and what's your most prized possession well I I got the bug when I first visited one of my friend's studios uh, my friend's studio in Austria Uh, he bought the SSL series B 4k desk uh, that was originally in london townhouse studios and after in matrix studios 
this thing has been used to record everything from Massive Attack Blue Lines to Phil Collins in the air tonight. In fact, that big 80s drum sound uh, was first realised by accident on that desk. Anyway, the first time I, I heard what this desk could do, I was just totally blown away. Everything sounded just bigger and better mixed in a way that I was never able to achieve with production on the computer. I quickly realised there was something to this <laughs> analogue thing and uh, yeah, that got me going really. But actually it put me off production for a while because I realised there was no way I was going to get to that level of sonic quality in the computer. Once you hear the SSL sound, it's almost impossible to get it out of your mind. It's akin to going to Fabric for the first time and hearing that sound system. It, it really stays with you. I've since built my own SSL setup. It's not the old desk like my friend's uh, studio, but uh, their newer line. I have 24 channels of SSL mic pre's, EQs and dynamics in 6X racks, which lead to two sigmas for summing before sending it to the master G-Bus compressor. This stuff just sounds incredible. Uh, and it makes it so much easier to find and tune the sounds that I want. It's just inspirational by default, in a way that plugins really are. It's certainly not cheap at all, but the equivalent SSL desk that has the facilities I have now is hundreds of thousands of dollars, so it's, it's all relative basically. So that for me has been huge. The other outboard item that deserves a mention is the Chandler Curvebender EQ. Uh, this is a two-channel EQ that you usually use for mastering. It's got the exact same components as the classic mixing console at Abbey Road Studios, um, used to mix Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon and various Beatles albums. This just musically curves sound in an incredible way and makes the mix sound 3D just by turning it on. Uh, any listeners that are interested should uh, check out the Dr. Mix review of it on YouTube. Stick some decent headphones on or play on good, some good monitors and, and you'll just be utterly blown away. Again, not cheap, but nothing else does what it does. Well, I have to say, I couldn't find my way around a studio if I tried, but having heard some of your more recent productions, they certainly have uh, just such a warmth and deepness to them. Um, it, it must really be working for you. I've heard and played a few of your works in progress over the past year or so. So are you working on any new tunes for release? I feel very much like I'm at the foothills of production. Even though I have releases out already, I'm not really interested in joining the mass of average tracks being released at the moment. Uh, I'd like to develop not just a, a sound, but an idea for a new direction of electronic music. Uh, so many people are nostalgic and looking back at the 90s for that authentic house or techno sound. But for me, electronic music was always about the future of music, not the past. Uh, I'd definitely like to see more musical elements come back into the underground house and techno scenes. Not cheesy. To musical content rather than pure groove which is so prevalent at the moment so right now I'm quite happy settling into the uh, into my new studio and learning everything inside out and trying to find this elusive new thing uh, I'm in no rush really I do post stuff on my SoundCloud page as you know mostly to gauge reaction because I often get far too close to my mixes and it's hard to really know whether it's any good or not but the great thing about SoundCloud is I can delete a track later when I realize it's a load of shit <laughs> It's impossible to do that when it's been released. Having said all that, I will have a new release coming out on DJ3's Hallucienda label uh, sometime in the new year. Again, that wasn't really me sending stuff out. I just made a track to test out my new 909. I sent a link over to Chris Milo, who's an old friend, more for feedback really, and he was uh, interested in taking it on. 
That's great. I love Chris's label, Hallucienda. So tell us a little bit about the mix you put together for Rico's Cafe. It's mostly a new records mix from my last record shop, Exploration. I had about 20 tracks from that trip and a couple of record boxes filled from previous gigs. So I thought, let's see what I can get out of that. So it's mostly new music with a few old bits for uh, good measure. It starts quite deep and dubby and slowly builds up to deep techno and then gets quite driving before giving the listener a bit of respite at the end. The final tune is probably one of the best tracks I've heard in a very, very long time. Uh, the sound of the real 303 is just gold. I'm very much a gut feeling DJ, so there was no major plan or anything. I just played what felt right at each stage of the mix, but I did want to make something where each track felt timeless, basically with quality musical elements all the way through, whether it's chord stabs, floating trippy pads, weird melodies or interesting polyrhythms. I, I think that very much defines what I look for in electronic music in general. It needs emotional content uh, as well as that raw rhythmic energy. Well, I can say that I've had a few listens and I'm really excited to share this mix with our audience. I think this mix would sound just as at home in Fabric's main room as it does in the headphones. Okay, well, without further ado, let's jump into the mix and stay tuned after for a new one for me where I've paired a new deep dubby tech mix of my own with what Louthy has done. So let's do this. I am DJ Inc. and you are listening to the New Year's 2018 edition of Rico's Cafe, Episode 7, featuring London's Paul Louth. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Thank you.
structured, concentrated, intensifying, condensing, dynamic, self-organizing, self-divesting of the less valuable, rhythmical, cyclical, sinuous, pulsing, inrolling, centripetal and outrolling centrifugal movement. It's called in simplified version the cycloid spiral base curve, which has all those movements in it.